0: Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Right now on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Hello and welcome to Change the World with Matt McQuinley. This is our seventh installment of our series on leadership that we are doing today with Gwen Meyer, Change Facilitator, NeuroChange Master Trainer. We're doing this series because we both feel that there is a current deficiency in positive inspirational leadership in the world. And we hope in some way to do our part to reach out and reignite that fire in others so that it spreads. Today in our studio, we have Gwen Meyer from Incremental Steps. Gwen is an approved and certified YB12 performance coach. YB12 of course stands for your best 12 months. She's also trained in the latest evidence-based neurochange research accredited by the Neurochange Institute associated with educational institutions like Harvard and multiple other high-quality universities. She helps corporate leaders develop their teams, embrace change, and increase engagement and performance in all aspects of life and helps them work in the quickest and most impactful way. Welcome back, Gwen.
2: Hi, Matt. Great to be with you again.
0: In this session, we're going to talk a little bit about what makes an inspirational leader. We've done a lot of the ABC cookbook practical type of thing. We want to talk more about the music rather than the words. So would you like to kick it off or would you like me to kick it off?
2: Well, let's just talk about it because, you know, we all have different ideas on what creates an inspirational leader. And for you, it might be something totally different to me. Mm. And we just have to talk about some of the leaders that we know that have been charismatic. What is it about those leaders that make them charismatic, that we want to follow, that inspire us and motivate us and lead us in the best possible way? So with that in mind, For me, just before I go into probably more of the academic side of this, charisma to me is a combination of warmth and strength. Mm. So somebody that has the ability to be empathetic, Mm. that creates that feeling that they care, Mm -hmm. and yet still has the strength to be the driver, to call the shots, and basically to lead, okay, in in the most proactive way. Would you agree with that?
0: Yes, and I'm gonna go off for a second. This is the seventh of our eight-part series, and I wanna, I think the most important thing that I would like anyone listening to take away from this series is probably this. Leadership is about service. I said that in the very first episode, and I think you're kind of, sort of, tap dancing around that a little bit, but I want to hit people over the head. Leadership is about service. It's not standing up there, having accolades thrown at you, being worshipped as dear leader. Uh, So I just got canceled in North Korea. But the reality is, is that's what it's about. And this is ancient knowledge. This is not a new idea. I was thinking about this today on the drive into the station. And Lao Tzu, I mean, he talked about long, long ago in ancient China, he talked about how the best leaders, you know, it's best if the followers don't even realize the leader existed because he helped them get to where they wanted to be because he was a servant. Later on, Sun Tzu was, I mean, not too much later, a few hundred, couple hundred, two, three hundred years later, Sun Tzu was writing about The Art of War, which is still majorly recommended for business people and, and all leaders to read. And he talked about how the general, the good general, is the general that's not afraid of, and I'm paraphrasing here, obviously, and I'm not doing it in Chinese either, but the great general is the one who isn't focused on the glory of advance, we're worried about the perception of defeat, being dragged down and, and the and the dishonor of defeat and in retreating. Jesus talked about the same thing. Those who must be first, who would be first in his kingdom must be last. Those who are last are first. Cicero in Rome said the same thing. Again, he realized that, you know, nothing gets done except through other people. And servant leadership, I think, is is the key to leadership. And we've lost that the last few hundred years. You know, I mean, it kind of started, you know, with the prince coming out from Machiavelli, you know, where they talked about, you know, the great man and he had the moral right to rule and pound on little people. And it went on with Carlisle talking about you're either born to leadership or you're not. I mean, I think we're both saying the same thing. Leadership is about understanding, caring, getting on other people's bandwagons, And it comes from being a servant.
2: Absolutely. It's about having the ability to inspire and motivate others, isn't it? Which actually is a behavioral skill that anyone can develop. And there are different approaches to inspiring leadership that go beyond having what we considered charisma. So let's talk about some of those. And then we'll get some more examples, some modern day examples of where this might play out. So a study was conducted by IBM, over 1,700 CEOs in 64 countries, to identify those leadership traits that they considered most mattered. And this data was then analysed to find the 1,000 most inspiring leaders, those that the term was inspired and motivated to the highest performance, to see The purpose of this was to see what separates them from their less inspiring counterparts. And this was done by Jack Zenger and Joseph Falkman. And what they discovered was that the three key areas for basically effective leadership was not only the ability to inspire others, but the ability to focus intensely on customer needs. So you're focusing on who it is you're serving and then the ability to coach and collaborate with your team, with your, the people following you. So that goes now in our current paradigm to empathy, being able to empathise, to understand, to support, to empower. So those were the three key traits that they came up with. But then there were six others, okay? Which I'll take you through, and then we can potentially we can discuss those. Do you want to? Do want uh, to I respond so? first? I
0: I I feel I don't want to be too preachy because no. I felt like I just ended a sermon right when okay. I was speaking before, so I need to apologize. Gosh, I I, I would almost take exception with that. So I want to just ask you a question. In my opinion, if you're a leader, I mean these are this is IBM, so they're business people. Yeah, I think if you're a leader, it's in my opinion better to think about it as the people that you are leading are your customers. I think it was Richard Branson that said, our people come first, then our customers, or something to that effect. Yep. I'm, I'm I'm not quoting it correctly. I just think I, that's my opinion. I mean, I, and that's how I always ran my business. Now, maybe... Maybe that's why we always only were four out of five stars in reviews, you know. But you know, it was higher than a lot of businesses. But I, I just think that the people are more important than the, than the the customers. Well, they
2: are. So the people, if you take care of your people, then they will take care of the customers. Mm. Yeah, so I think that's closer to his quote. Yeah. So ultimately your customer is still your focus, okay. yeah. but the first thing is that you obviously have to take care of your people. Okay. If you don't take care of your people, then your people won't take care of the customers because mm. it's about, you know, offering that role model, that ability. They once they learn that that's that they feel important and that they know how you are treating them, mm. then they will then follow on. Okay. From that absolutely. I just wanted to
0: clarify that no I
2: absolutely agree that's that's a good point that's a good point and I'm glad you clarified that so so now what other what are the, what are those other characteristics that make that leader that they identified in the top inspirational leaders so first of all it was to be a visionary so providing that leader was able to provide a clear picture of the future. And was able to communicate it all right in a way that everybody could understand. So that they could basically believe the same thing. And demonstrated the possibilities and the pathways ahead. So how are we going to get there? What's the direction? Where are we going? What's the path? So that's the first thing is visionary. Would you agree with that?
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I think, and and maybe I would say it differently. I'm not sure. I think we're on the same page, but the way I think about it is that the leader has to tie people into a belief or a cause that's greater than themselves. Yeah. If you think about the true inspirational leaders, who were they? People like Martin Luther King. Well, the movement for civil rights was greater than Martin Luther Mm -hmm. King. JFK, making the world a better place, was better than JFK himself. FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, was the the movement of helping out everybody and that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself is greater than he was. So I think it was Eleanor Roosevelt that said, good leaders get people to believe in them, great leaders get people to believe in themselves. So I think it's this dichotomy of getting people to believe in themselves and be tied into this vision that's greater to themselves, which makes an inspirational leader. That's, that's
2: right. and, and I, absolutely I, correct. I think that's... Um, because Martin, just going back to Martin Luther King... The reason he was able to get two hundred fifty thousand people to come to his rally when he had a dream, and and this isn't
0: just like going to Lollapalooza or whatever. I mean, this is I don't even know if you know what Lollapalooza is, but it, it's this big concert in the United States. But remember, these guys are facing police dogs and getting the heck beat out of them and all that because this is you know segregation. These I mean, getting two hundred fifty thousand people together then is much harder than getting two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, and we didn't have yeah. social media. Yeah. So
2: the point is that people didn't turn up because, literally, to to listen to him. Mm. They turned up because they believed what he believed. Mm. And and so he was able to provide that vision. I had a dream. You know, he didn't have a plan. And so it inspires others. So literally, it's true. They follow based on the same belief system. Now... If we look closer to home right now and we talk about Elon Musk, for instance, Elon Musk has this grand vision and he is able to put in place a picture for others of what the possibilities are, what the potentials are. So it doesn't always necessarily mean that you're going to carry it out in this lifetime, but it's there to actually act as a beacon for you to move towards something grander and bigger than yourself. So absolutely, I think we're on the same page Mm -hmm. there.
0: I think that that is a great place to take a quick break. And uh, we'll be back with Gwen Meyer from Incremental Steps, NeuroChange Master Trainer, in just a moment.
3: Giugno è Radioton. Vuoi sostenere anche tu la tua radio del cuore?
1: È semplicissimo. Telefona durante tutto il mese di giugno in ufficio 8212 3177
3: Oppure in studio all'8212 3599 per donare con la vostra carta di credito Puoi anche donare sul nostro sito internet www.italia1.com.au
1: Altrimenti passa in radio per un caffè
3: il Radioton si concluderà con una cena al Molfetta Club ricca di musica e intrattenimento costo 55 dollari a persona sabato 3 luglio dalle 18.30 prenotatevi chiamando all'ufficio di Radio Italia 1 82123177 oppure Con Angela 0401 598 448 Con Luciana 0421 333 123 Con Fina 0418 812 839 Sostenete la vostra radio del cuore Looking for a new coffee machine for your home or workplace? Look no further than Fine Choice Coffee Solutions. You're experts in all things coffee. Why not come in for a chat and a special coffee tasting? You'll find us at 264 Gilbert Street in the city. Mention Radio Italia Uno and you will receive a free 250 gram bag of freshly roasted coffee beans. You can also shop online at www.fccoffee.com.au where you'll find our large range of premium roasted coffee beans, coffee machines, accessories, hot chocolates, teas and lots, lots more. I'm Danielle from Fine Choice Coffee Solutions, your one-stop shop for all things caffeine. I'm
2: Anna Faruja of Chapel Funerals.
1: Hi, this is David Heath, and I'm excited to be bringing my program, Soundtrack of Your Life, to Radio Italia Uno. Join me Friday nights at 7 for interesting guests, some great music, and plenty of fun. It's the best way to kick off the weekend. Soundtrack of Your Life, Friday nights from 7 until 9 on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM.
3: C'è la musica? Hai voglia di metterti in gioco? Entusiasmo e personalità non ti mancano? Radio Italia 1 sta cercando te. Chiama l'82123177 e anche tu avrai la possibilità di entrare a far parte del nostro team. Radio Italia 1. Diamo voce alla tua voce,
1: Radio Italia 1.
0: You're listening to Change the World with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Hello and welcome back to Change the World with Matt McQuinley. We're here in the studio with Gwen Meyer. In the last section, we talked about the importance of vision in leadership. And I just have a couple quick things I want to add before we turn it over to Gwen. I think that vision is probably the one of the biggest keys. Of course, like I said before, if there's one thing you carry away from this entire series, I think it's the idea that leadership is about service. But vision is very, very important. I mean, and I'm going to take a negative example right now. Why do cults work? Well, there's a couple reasons. One is people are feeling empty and you're giving them something to latch onto. But it's because there's a vision, there's a picture, headed, they give, have a purpose. So I really believe that the vision is key, you know, and, it can, and of course it can be used for good or evil. I mean, the, the obviously the inspirational leaders usually have a vision that's going to make everything better for people, not worse. And again, we need to go back to the idea of that the, the true leaders give us a vision of ourselves where we are better than we thought we could be.
2: Absolutely. So they introduced the whole theory of self-leadership, which we'll talk about later. but for now, the next, I'm just taking us back now to the the second aspect of inspirational leaders that came out of the study. And the second one was to be the driver, obviously, to which is propels the results. So displaying a focused pursuit to make the numbers and effectively completing things on time, as well as being accountable for personal and group performance. So it's accountability Although we have discussed in previous episodes that actually the leader's responsibility is to their own team and to their own people who are then responsible for the results. But they're still accountable for the overarching theme of actually achievement. Mm. Okay.
0: So I think I've said this before in another part of the series, but with my teams that I've had, I always try to have the philosophy if something goes, well, we did it. If something goes badly, I try to take responsibility. I think that's really key for morale. And again, leadership is about service. And what you were saying about hitting quotas and targets and all that reminds me of something that Alexander the Great said, and I'm going to mess this up, and I'm not going to do it in archaic Greek either. But he said something to the effect of, I don't fear an army of lions led by a sheep. I fear an army of sheep led by lions. So... If you're by by a lion, not lions, by a lion. So if you're a leader, you've got to have the fire in your belly to drive towards the objective. And, of course, the objective tangentially is one that the team has come up with together or is all sold on. You can't just say this is what we're doing and then beat them over the head with a stick and then expect them to perform at maximum capacity uh, or at their maximum potential.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they're the driver, they're the energy. Mm. Okay, so the third one then that came out of this study was what they called enhancing, being able to empower and enhance, which is what you've just said, uh, creating those positive one-on-one relationships, getting along by being a great listener with your team or with the people that you're caring for, and connecting emotionally with people. So that starts introducing the concept of emotional intelligence, of being empathetic, and yet still being able to empower, provide the right tools, provide the right information to help your team and the people that you're leading become the best version of themselves. Mm. So they call that enhancing. Mm. Right. Okay, then the fourth one was to be principled, which goes back to... Our need to be the role model, to do the right thing, provide a powerful role model for doing the right things in the right way. So that was the number fourth one. The fifth one was then to be the enthusiast. Mm. Okay. And I know that you have something about this. The enthusiast brings, exudes the passion and energy about the organization or about the project or. About the organization, its goals, and the work and the progress itself. So they bring the energy, okay? The enthusiasm, the passion. Mm. Would you agree with that?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And many, many moons ago, back in the days of wooden ships and iron men, when I started out my business sales career, I heard a s- speaker talk about the word enthusiasm, and it stands And he wrote it on the board and he wrote that enthusiasm stands for the IASM stands for I am sold myself. So you need to be sold on what you're doing. I mean, you need to be in a role if you're a leader where you actually are sold on it. So you're not manipulating people into following. You're excited to lead in that direction. And the word enthusiasm itself comes from, as you probably know, the Greek word enthos which means godlike. Yeah. So the whole point is if you're if you have enthusiasm, you're empowering yourself like a god, okay? Because you're transferring this energy, this divine spark as if as it were to the other person so that they can accomplish, you know, things that they thought they could never accomplish before. So, yeah, I think enthusiasm is key and with my teams I've always talked about how you're the battery if you're a leader Okay, I say this to the leaders. If you're the battery that your team comes in, plugs into, they get charged up, and then they go out in the world, and they get beat up, and then they come back, and they plug into you, and they get charged up, and then they go out. So that's part of your job, is this transfer of energy, this enthusiasm to your people.
2: That's right, which also goes to positive optimism, you know, to bring that positivity and that optimistic view to whatever you know, looking at, at life as half full and that you can find the solution to whatever obstacle or challenge is in your way. So that's great. Now, the f- sixth one was be the expert. Now, this is not always possible, all right? So there is, what they determined was that some leaders are experts in their field. So this is providing a strong technical direction that would come from deep expertise, or helping to apply concepts to business and life in a way that ensures a positive result. So, you know, we do know that most businesses know more about their business than obviously we do, but as a leader, we need to at least be able to provide that sense of some kind of experience from our background, which has led us to be the leader in the first place, where we built the skills of leadership, but also to be able to then help our team and the people around us to become their own best experts, so to, to develop their skills, to become better at whatever they're doing to increase their performance. Would you agree with that?
0: I 100% agree. I'm trying to be a little bit more quiet because I think you've got some great, great information and I want the listeners to hear from you because they can hear from me anytime on Monday at 6 p.m.
2: <laughs> oh, Matt. Well, actually, what was so interesting now is they came up with those six, as far as that study was concerned, they identified those with the six key traits or aspects that were needed for inspirational leadership. What they then determined, that each approach was equally effective. And just out of interest only 3% took the expert approach mm. okay more surprisingly only 12% went the enthusiast route mm-hmm. and leaders and this is yeah,
0: worldwide right? this is
2: worldwide and this is and leaders who were able to master multiple approaches significantly increase their effectiveness now what does this mean this means that it doesn't matter what kind of personality you have because we talked initially when we started I mentioned what was charisma to me charisma was about strength and warmth but for some people charisma might mean outgoing the ability to to connect with people to be out there to be extrovert and actually that's not the case so any leader can be charismatic in the sense of the word or inspirational And what they determined then was that with awareness, with good feedback, and with a development plan, leaders are able to improve on whatever competency they chose in order to become inspirational. So they did another study after this one which was also, it was a whole other one, which they took at 882 executives from data that they had used or collected over three years. And they measured these leaders on 16 different competencies. Now, these are the competencies that are well known to be the competencies needed for leadership in the organisational arena. And they were encouraged to focus on improving just one of those competencies. okay, And they determined that significant positive gain was achieved by 310 out of those 882 executives who chose to improve their ability to inspire others. So they selectively said, to improve whatever competency I'm going to inspire, and this is how I'm going to do it. Effectively, what that meant... Was that you don't have to have the charisma. You just have to have the focus. You have to choose one of those approaches and you have to use that. Mm. Okay. So just interesting.
0: Mm. Again, I uh, take this in the spirit it's intended.
2: Mm. Absolutely. Okay.
0: I really think that it, as listening, Gwen, and thinking about the part that we, the fact that we did this as an eight uh, part series or doing this as an eight part series. I think we really need to remember a lot of the stuff that we're talking about is probably the last twenty percent of of what people need to focus on. Yeah. You made the point that anybody can be a leader. You don't have to be charismatic. Uh, you know, you don't have to be this outgoing, you know, guy that or this awesome public speaker or you know have all of these traits that maybe are have been traditionally associated with with leadership. I think that. If we go right back to it, I mean, there's two or three or four things, and maybe we'll talk about this more in the last episode next week, that are most important. And again, I, I, we can study, you can get into all of these studies that have been done forever in a day. But they, the point is, if you are a servant, if you have your people's best interests at heart, if you're treating people like your mother told you, the way you want to be treated, okay, and if you're tying people into a vision that's something greater than themselves, and you're not doing it for your own glory and gratification, I mean, you can do it for your own gratification because you feel good helping people, but you can't do it for your own glory, okay, you're 80% of the way there. Okay, Okay. I think. All right. And all this other stuff we've I don't know, we've probably got like 35 different points that you can write down and work on and all these different things. But if you can if people can get just that idea. And run with it, I think they can make a difference in their lives and other people's lives. So that's my, the point that I want to make about what you were just saying. The, I don't want to say counterpoint, but the point that I no, like no. to make. No, and, no, and, and absolutely. You
2: just said. So, what you're doing is you're taking us back to the core, mm-hmm. which is absolutely correct. Uh, that's what we simple yeah. guys do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: So, with that, uh, we're going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsors.
3: Yo, ciao. Armando Paradiso from Unique Stein. Delivering quality stone tops to South Australia for over 20 years. Granite.
1: Marble. Caesar stone. Unique stone. Granito. Marmo. Caesar stone. Unique stone. Thinking stone benchtops to your kitchen, bathroom or furniture? Unique stone at Jacobson Crescent Holden Hill. Call us now. 8266280. Double double
3: Unique stone. We won't be beaten. Come on, que se fa Yo! Chiama adesso! Lo sapevi che l'82% delle persone richiama più facilmente il nome di un'azienda vedendolo scritto su carta che in una pubblicità sui social media continua a valorizzare i metodi più tradizionali, toccare e tenere nelle proprie mani biglietti da visita, calendari promozionali, cataloghi. Maria Studio Printing è il tuo partner creativo di stampa e di marketing ideale. Si occupano di graphic design, sviluppo web, gestione di stampa, routing CNC e 3D carving, fotografia commerciale e riprese, offrendo consegne nello stesso giorno, o entro three giorni lavorativi Maria Studio Printing può portare alla luce i tuoi progetti e crescere la tua impresa è facile per saperne di più chiama l'8352 1268
1: Join me Ron Fiedler and Karen Fiedler, each Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. for Talking Real Estate your guide to real estate in Adelaide and South Australia we'll bring you the latest local real estate news interviews tips and advice from property experts plus report on the Italian property market and let you know about the week's open homes and upcoming auctions.
3: And don't forget, I'll be bringing you my open home of the week
1: on Radio Italia Uno, eighty-seven point six FM, talking real estate every Saturday morning from nine till ten AM. Be in the know with Adelaide's local real estate show.
3: Radio Italia 1. sito internet www.italia1.com.au. Seguici anche sulla nostra pagina Facebook e Instagram. Radio Italia
0: Uno. You're listening to Change the World with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Hello and welcome back to Change the World with Matt McQuinley. We're here in the studio with Gwen Meyer, NeuroChange Master Trainer and Performance Coach. But before we dive back in, I want to talk a little bit about our radio-a-thon. Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM, needs your help to continue to bring you quality programming and information to the Italian-Australian community. This month, until the end of June, we are asking you to help us by donating whatever you can to support your radio station. You can donate by calling the studio on 8212-3599, 8212. 123599, and go into the weekly draw to win a gift basket. Or you can call the office on h 82123177 during office hours. Also, you can even come in and visit us at 265 Sturt Street, Adelaide, 265 Sturt Street, Adelaide, and have a look around at your Radio Italia Uno station. You can also donate by using our website at ItaliaUno.com.au ItaliaUno.com.au to donate directly to us. From all of us here at Radio Italia Uno, thank you for your support. When you brought up the six points in the study with over a 1,000 leaders on the keys to inspirational leadership, and you talked about that a leader needs to be visionary, they need to have positive relationships, they need to be a driver, they need to have principle, they need to have enthusiasm and expertise. And if they just focus on one of these six tools in their toolkit, they can be successful. Of course, if they can work on multiple aspects of these six keys, then they can be truly, truly successful. Before we move on to the next session, I would just like to say and remind everybody that the goal of leadership is not, again, to have accolades thrown at you and to create more followers. The goal of leadership is not to create followers. The goal of leadership is to reproduce yourself to create more leaders, to and, and the true test of leadership is not how they respond when you're there. The true test of leadership is how your team or the people you lead act when you are not there, mm-hmm. and that was something that always stuck with me was how does the team act when I'm not there? That's leadership. The other way is just intimidating people into doing what what you want them to do,
2: well actually it's about self leadership because what in order to be a good leader you need to be able to be self lead first and what you're doing is helping your team and those that you lead to become self involved in self leadership so so to master self leadership and and what does that mean I mean that basically means to you know that you're able to lead yourself towards performance of naturally motivating tasks, but also to do the stuff that's not easy, that isn't always motivating and that we need to do anyway. And, you know, part of that is having self-control, you know, self-management, which includes being aware of your emotions, being aware of of how you respond versus reaction, self-regulation, also self-determination. So, which is all about living a purposeful life and self-regulating, but also having that intrinsic motivation and drive behind becoming better and in helping others to become better. And with that also comes something that we call social Cognition, which basically is about being aware of your environment. So the aspects of emotional intelligence that come into it, leadership, which includes, you know, your self-awareness, your social awareness, you know, the emotion of others, which allow you to to empathize, self-management, and then relationship management. All of those aspects are part of what we call emotional intelligence. And you know, emotional intelligence and leadership are very closely related to each other, which means that you, we have to not only be aware of our own emotions and how we respond to the environment and the situation around us, but also to others and how they respond. And it can be developed. Social intelligence is emotional maturity. And it's, that can be developed with leadership skills it's an inbuilt the emotional intelligence is an inbuilt aspect of self leadership
3: mm.
2: so is something that we want is part of employee engagement
0: mm.
2: so to get our the people that follow us or that we are leading to be self managed as well and then to be able to step up into leading others it starts with self management Over to you, Matt, before I continue.
0: Okay. Well, I I would just, I I was reminded when you were speaking of a study that I read many, many years ago, and it was about millionaires. And and it was kind of tied in with leadership. I mean, they're talking about people that are successful in business and become a millionaire, so they have to have leadership skills. And they found that the average millionaire is of average or below average intelligence. And I found that devastating. Because obviously everyone here listening knows how brilliant I am and humble. And uh, no, seriously though, but but I thought that was very enlightening. I was like, "Uh uh-oh, you know, I'm of above average intelligence. I probably won't make it. So, but the point is, is that is what you were making is people skills are way more important in in leadership than being the smartest kid in the room. Okay. And, you know, because it used to be, five, 600 years ago, where you could actually, if you studied hard enough and went to the right schools and had enough money and had a patron, you could actually be a renaissance man and know almost everything there was to know. But that's not the case anymore. Okay. You know, you need the skills to build the team where you can have all these specialists that can help you reach the objectives. So I, I think that what the point you're making is, is fabulous. EQ is more important than IQ. I mean, I, I do have eq i'm emotional and i'm intelligent so i don't know if i have emotional intelligence but i'm emotional and i'm intelligent so
2: well i'm going to be very compassionate <laughs> okay. about your lack of intelligence <laughs> okay. but basically empathy is a strength
0: yes it is. Uh, and yeah, it's not absolutely. a weakness
2: which is you know in your days of iron men which you always say mm-hmm. um wooden, it, ships it, and wooden ships and iron wooden ships and iron men mm. it it was considered a weakness but we now know that empathetic leadership is the current trend in the leadership space. Mm -hmm. And this is what gives us power. So I'm just going to give you an example of one of the real-life leaders that everyone is aware of now. And I think she is a really good example of an inspirational leader, but she has the combination of warmth and strength. And that is Jacinda Ardern, who's the Prime Minister of New Zealand. And she wrote recently in one of the posts in the, in the news that one of the criticisms, this is her words now, one of the criticisms that I've faced over the years is that I'm not aggressive enough or assertive enough. Or maybe somehow, because I'm empathetic, it means I'm weak. I totally rebel against that. And I refuse to believe that you cannot be both compassionate and strong. And I love that the way that she succinctly put that because that is the epitome of what kind of leadership we're actually looking for now in this day and age. Mm. And you know, another uh, another leader that we all know, but it's in modern times, but is Mahatma Gandhi. Now he had many problems in his going towards his leadership. And he wrote in his famous book, um, which were My Experiments with Truth, he elaborated in there all the personal challenges. In there, he stated the importance of self-management because he had to overcome a lot of obstacles to become the leader that he became. And despite severe political hardship, he successfully got independence from, for India from the British And he is one of the best examples. And this came from Dr. Sam Ramakrishnan, who is the director of the NeuroChange Institute. He is an absolute example of self-control, self-determination, and social cognition. He has strong values in life, strong self-awareness of his own, and he lived a life with big purpose. And he was also emotionally resilient, and hugely intelligent leader of that time. So two different examples, but highlighting different traits of mm. leadership, mm. yeah.
0: Well, I, I think that that's, that's 100% correct. I, I, I do take a little bit of a different viewpoint on one thing that you said. I don't think the idea of the empathetic leader is new. I, I think that we're going back to the ancient ways, yeah. to be honest. I Like I talked about before, Machiavelli and Carlisle and all these guys kind of kind of wrecked our viewpoint on religion, if you not religion, but of, of uh, leadership. You know, if you go back, the true leaders, I mean a lot of times, I mean, they were always the ones the, the people the, the leaders that were able to get people to follow them were the ones where the people believed that the leader was working in their best interests yeah. as soon as they saw, okay, he's taking all the women for himself. I, I'm sorry. I'm going back hundreds and thousands of years now he's taking all the best food for himself. He's getting all the best horses for himself. He's doing this and this and this and this, and he's taxing, they're taxing the heck out of us or whatever. Then there was revolutions. Yeah. You know, the reality is, is that people have always wanted from their leaders, you know, servants you know, and they followed the people because, you know, they realized that person had what's in their best interests. And uh, and the other point that you were making, I mean, and and if you read anything about Alexander the Great, that was the kind of leader he was. For his people, he did what was best for them. He was ruthless with his enemies. Absolutely ruthless. But he, he had a, a leadership style, which was very, you know, where his inclusive. guys could come inclusive, where mm-hmm. he could come to him, talk to him, mm-hmm. whatever he, I mean, this is a guy who could kill people just by snapping his fingers. I mean, wipe out entire cities by snapping his fingers. But he, he encouraged, you know, the feedback from his people, you know.
2: Uh, and, and that's absolutely true. But I mean, our experience of that in corporate life in the last number of years, especially in the, in the 80s, you know, at the height of the boom years, where this all came from, from where the stakeholder or the shareholder was king, it changed that leadership style. It became much more authoritative, much more less caring. And I think we are now going back to that. Right. Because we have to.
0: Well, I think a lot of it comes from insecurity of the leaders. They're thinking, I'm yeah. getting way too much for doing too little. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, that's what I think. I mean, I, I mean, there's, yeah, but anyway, that's another topic. Uh, and something else that you said about self-awareness, I remember from your part of the world, Nelson Mandela said something to the effect of when he was talking about when he became president of South Africa, he said, first I had to change myself, then I could change my country. That's right. You know, so I mean, uh, that's that's key. You mm-hmm. know, is a, is a self awareness and and uh, starting with the man in the mirror. If you uh, yeah want to do a song, absolutely
2: of it. know thyself.
0: Mm. Okay, moving on.
2: Um, I think that we're getting to the end of the, okay. the section. All right. but but actually, I'd like to finish on that on a quote, mm-hmm. a famous quote. Um, and the leader, one of the leadership's first commandment. Know thyself. No tool can help a leader who lacks self-knowledge. Mm. And this came Ooh. from the Harvard Business Review editorial, um, one of the famous uh, quotes on, on self-leadership mm. and leadership. Mm. Yeah, mastering others is strength, mastering yourself is true power. Mm.
0: Or an iambic pentameter, this <laughs> above all <laughs> things to the own self be true.
2: Absolutely. Okay,
0: well, with that, we're going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsors.
1: At Elders Insurance Adelaide East, our mission is to provide outstanding service and superior coverage to each and every one of our clients. With over 30 years of experience, we treat every client with mutual respect and understanding. Will listen carefully to your specific needs and requirements in order to develop insurance solutions with a level of service and coverage you can't find anywhere else. Elders Insurance Adelaide East is a family owned and run business with Italian tradition, which is built on honesty, integrity, and trust. Make an appointment today and go and see Tony and the team at Elders Insurance Adelaide East, 54 to 56 kensington road rose park or telephone 8364 9477 we're an authorized representative of elders insurance underwriting agency proprietary limited elders insurance underwritten by qbe insurance australia limited
3: have you heard of podcasts podcasts are like having a personal radio station that people can listen to on demand about topics they are interested in and now thanks to podcast city you can record your own podcast and have your own on-demand radio show. You can use our professional recording equipment at the studios of Radio Italia Uno, or Podcast City can come to your location with our mobile studio. Podcast City can just record your audio or work with you to plan, record, edit, and distribute your podcast to your audience. If you would like to find out more and receive a free podcast, startup checklist, or book a time to record your podcast. Call Radio Italia Uno on 821 or go to podcastcity.com.au Podcast City. Podcasting the easy way.
0: You're listening to Change the World with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Hello and welcome back to Change the World with Matt McQuinley. In the few moments we have left together, I'd like to recap the big ideas from today given to us by Gwen Meyer, NeuroChange Master Trainer. Gwen talked about the three traits of a successful leader. One, being inspirational. Two, to focus on people's needs. Three, and to coach and empower others. Then she talked about six aspects of inspirational leadership, which included vision, focusing on relationships with people, being a driver, being principled, having enthusiasm, and having an expert knowledge. She talked about how if you utilize these six aspects of inspirational leadership and focus on improving one, two, or more of them, you can get the results that you would like for your team. She talked about the need to focus on your EQ. And I talked a little bit about the importance of that the fact that the goal of leadership is not to create more followers, it's to reproduce yourself and create more leaders. The real test of leadership, in my opinion, is not how people act when you're there, it's how they act when you're not there. And then I also talked about the, what I feel is the most important key to leadership. The thing that I want you to carry away the most from this series is that leadership is service. So remember, Gwen and I are both coaches. Gwen's probably better, but you can contact us here on the radio station. You can also contact Gwen through her website, incrementalsteps.biz, B-I-Z, or for those of you who aren't from America, B-I-Z. And... She can help you with your performance on leadership. She can help you with your business making changes and she can help you in your personal and in your professional life. I'll catch you next week on Monday at 6 p.m. Adelaide time for Change the World with Matt McQuinley. And now, as always, I will leave you with a motivational, inspirational message. Hi, I'm Matt McQuinley. And today I want to talk to you a little bit about becoming who you want to be. I saw an interview years and years and years ago. The subject of the interview was sitting down with the interviewer and the interviewer asked him a little bit about his relationship with the ladies when he was growing up. And he was talking about how when he was a young man, he wasn't very athletic and he was one of these guys that used to get the books knocked out of his hand when he was walking down the hallway in high school and get shoved in the locker and and picked on. And then one day he was about 16 17 years old and he discovered the ladies and he thought about it for a second and he said man i'd like to get me one of those and he thought well what do i need to do to get a girlfriend and he said well what do women like and then he thought to himself they like guys that are athletic but then he said I wasn't very athletic. I mean, here I was, the guy that gets shoved into the lockers and the books knocked out of my hand in high school, and, you know, I'm kind of skinny and scrawny and gangly, so that's not going to work. And then he thought, well, girls like guys that are smart. But he was just an average student, so then he thought, dang, that's not going to work. And then he thought, girls like guys that are suave and sophisticated. And he said, well, I'm not suave and sophisticated either. And then he said, well... Some girls, though, aren't that smart. So maybe I could fool them into thinking I'm suave and sophisticated. So we started acting suave and sophisticated, and that person's name was Cary Grant, who was the most suave and sophisticated man that ever lived. George Clooney and Brad Pitt, please don't sue me. But both of you are a mere shadow of the suave and sophistication of Cary Grant, and I think you'll agree. So. It's not really how we start out. It's how we end up that's important. And the fact of the matter is you can become whoever you want to be. And there are two kinds of people listening to this message right now. The kind of person that are like, this is the way I am. I'm never going to be able to get to where I want to be. I'm never going to do this, that, or the other thing. And then there's the kind of person that says, I can try. I can fake it till I make it for lack of a better term. And eventually I'll get where I want to be. The question is, which one are you?